1: 1017 FM, 710 keel Mike and McCarty. A lot to discuss this morning. But I, last night I came across, you know, Sebastian uh, Maniscalco? No. Comedian? No. Oh, Aaron. Ruby? Help me out. He's the uh, very Italian one, yes. yes. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I will
2: know him if I see him, I'm sure.
1: He's extremely funny. Um, Netflix, on, on, on uh, my recommendations, you know how they have the screen that pops up and it's the, well, it was a, a, one of his specials and I thought, oh, this must be new. And when I clicked on it, um, I, I hadn't seen it before and I thought I'd seen most of his stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, he's he's mostly really clean, talks about family a lot, talks about his dad being old school. Right. His dad's Sicilian and his mother's Italian. Yeah. And he says, you know, they didn't give us crap growing up. You know, he says, I was eight years old. Dad came in and goes, you need to go get a job. (laughs) (laughs) You need to start a business.
2: Yeah, exactly.
1: Now. Oh, I (laughs) know. But, uh, and and then I looked it up and the special was from 2014. So it was interesting to, (laughs) it was very interesting to me because I thought, okay, this is, you know, We used to have pre-9-11 and Mm -hmm. post-9-11. Now it's pre-COVID world and post-COVID world. Yes. Okay. Yes, exactly. Well, there was one point where he (laughs) he was talking about uh, he had just gotten married uh, at this point. And and they they were living in this, you know, they had just bought this house, a a nice house. I'm, I'm sure he makes really good money. And he said he had gone and and for some reason he had gone to the neighbor's house. And he goes, and the neighbor comes to the door wearing this medical mask. Okay. (laughs) And he says, the neighbor goes, what's going on? He says, no, what's going on here? (laughs) Why? Why? He says, I came home and goes, put up the sign. We're moving. (laughs) <laughs> the neighbor, the neighbor's trying to talk to me. He's got a medical mask oh, on. Oh, man. Aaron, mm. it was so funny. I mean, it was like, he's ready to move. Golly. Because the neighbor was wearing a mask. Mm. Now, if you're wearing a mask in your own home. Yeah. Either you're a nut. Right. And you have drank the Kool-Aid, but... It, it's especially in 2014. he may have had some condition, and that's what he said. His wife goes, he may have a respiratory, you know, that condition. Could be and he has some condition because COVID hadn't, wasn't even conceived. Well, we, COVID has been around, but uh, it was just very interesting to see the world through those that lens, right. of, of 2014. <laughs> yes. Wow, and. And the person with a mask on was a nut job, mm-hmm. and it was just. <laughs> and there were other things that were referenced as well, right? That was very interesting.
2: I see. Help me with this because I'm, I'm so glad you brought this up. I'm driving down a, a, a unnamed street where a lot of people jog, and I'm seeing two people walking. They're getting an afternoon walk. It's obvious okay. they're getting an afternoon walk. They're out. Ex- they're in exercise gear. And they both have masks on. They're outside. <laughs> Can't help you unless maybe they have COVID together. And they're walking together, and they both have COVID. I don't. I, I don't understand. It, but I've seen them before. I don't understand that. Have you not read anything? Are you not up to speed on you don't need to do that?
1: Well, and and it's been shown they were ineffective even during all of it. Even
2: if you believe they were effective. You don't need them outside when you're out exercising and walking. You need them when you're going to be around other people, you know, in close contact. And, you know, if you needed them then even. I, I just... Either, and I don't want, I hate to say this out loud because it sounds mean. Either you're ignorant or you drank way too much of the Kool-Aid. Right. Way too much of the Kool-Aid.
1: Well, I, I want to chuckle and at them. It, and that's, Erin, that's the criminal part about the nation's, our government's response to the pandemic.
2: mm mm-hmm.
1: Was the fact that I remember going to work one morning when I was, uh, I was, it was, probably twenty 2020, twenty 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 one and and I was going through the neighborhood and i and it was you know eight o'clock in the morning, a lady was coming out of her house in her bathrobe in her you know mm-hmm. slippers, yeah, getting her paper, walking down her driveway, wearing a mask <laughs> now this poor lady was she's probably scared to death right, right,
2: she is she's scared to death. She's going to do every, I mean and the, and there are people that have had lots of people close to them that have died. I get that. I understand that. But I mean do a little bit of the work for yourself and figure out. And and then to what last night I'm watching the spelling bee and I mean these are brilliant kids. Right. And there's some of them that they walked up to the mic and they spelled with a mask on. Uh. And I know they're in close contact with other kids and all that. But, you know, you're up there with the mic by yourself. You can pull the mask down and I spell I saw one word. girl
1: walk up, and she was wearing a mask, but she pulled the mask down when she started yeah, spelling. Yeah,
2: yeah. By the way, our local kid got knocked out in the eighth round, uh, finished 12th, tied for 12th, uh, the last Louisiana kid standing. You can see the, what word knocked him out. Um, I'd have probably got this word wrong. It sounds like we, like he spelled it. So go look and find out, keelnews.com. Well,
1: mm-hmm. congratulations yeah. to him mm-hmm. for doing as well as he was the last Louisiana student that mm-hmm. made it that far. Sure was. So. Sure was. Well, the, uh, the the House passed the debt ceiling bill. Mm-hmm. Um, if you're looking for me to explain and make sense of this. Please do, <laughs> yeah. <'Cause laughs> you sure can't. Trouble, but we'll look at it next. Mike and McCarty, what do 701 FM, 710 Keel, Mike and McCarty. House passing the uh, the debt ceiling agreement. Pretty, you know, it was a pretty, I, I say bipartisan. I think both sides realize, we, look, we've got to do something. Uh, the vote was 314 to 117 to pass. Yeah. Uh, Republicans voted 149 to 71 Democrats 165 to 46 mm-hmm. uh, essentially the debt ceiling was suspended until 2025 so they didn't like raise the debt ceiling they just they just kicked the can down the road Boy, okay. basically is what I understand mm. but Aaron, if you run it first of all, First of all, before I I do this semi-deep dive, if you're running a business and you have debt, are you going to go borrow money to pay off your debt? No. Can you borrow your way out of debt? No. I need somebody smarter than me, and there's a lot of them, to explain how our system got this way. Mm Mm-hmm. How we got to where we are that we borrow money to pay debt. I'm mystified by this. And I, you know, I. There were caps on spending. The Republicans did get caps on spending, but not defense. I mean, the Democrats, uh, they did allow no, you know, no defense cuts. There was okay. an increase in defense spending. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Republicans wanted COVID funding that wasn't used to be returned.
2: Oh, good idea.
1: And is I, that included? It, that was included. Um, Republicans want welfare stipulations, and this just makes sense to me. Mm-hmm. Um, Able bodied people have requirements. If you're going to receive funding from the federal government, you do something to work for those funding.
2: Right, yeah.
1: Able bodied people. Mm hmm. Seems logical. It seems logical. There's, there's government buildings that can be cleaned. There's roads that need to be worked on. There are federal projects that we can put workers in. If you're getting funding from the government, you don't just sit home and watch Netflix. But, and, that, and, but and, that's and, hurting and
2: poor people. You're and and not scroll doing on any, your free cell phone. You're not doing anything to hurt the rich people. You're only hurting poor people, Mike.
1: They did want to enforce tax more tax rules on the wealthy okay that there there was some there was some stipulations there now what was not in the bill Republicans not able to rescind Biden's student loan forgiveness plan mm. that is so far untouched
2: is it really I yeah. thought they messed with that okay
1: uh, they well, did according cut to IRS, the information they, that i was i saw I, that I, they
2: rolled that, but I will have to look they did cut the um uh i r s it's spending. Well,
1: yes, I, I I was getting there. Okay. Yeah, um, they 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 were able to cut like one point two billion or whatever out of that IRS uh, tax. Yeah,
2: eighty thousand new
1: agents. Eighty. Yeah, just what we need. Um, I'm, I'm trying to see if I can make sense of my notes here. This I want to read
2: Mike Johnson's statement too because that's important because he was he was between a rock and a hard place on this one
1: wanted to repeal leg penguins what re, in, i'm trying to read my writing here
2: <laughs> like i was funding making for notes. penguins
1: yeah i was making notes no it's the uh, inflation reduction act but uh, oh. it was pretty much untouched yeah. again which i can see why conservatives uh were were you know not happy mm-hmm. because a lot of the things weren't the the student loan debt forgiveness there's no excuse for that
2: what makes me so angry about all of this is that this bill is called listen to this oh yeah this bill is called the fiscal responsibility act <sighs> please
1: well that's like the inflation reduction i act. know shut up
2: i know stop that all that twist mike johnson said he voted in favor of it To prevent the first ever default on our country's debt. We're in a dangerous time. We were presented with only one bill and we simply had no choice. He says, quote, I've been fighting big government and out of control spending my whole life, but with a bare Republican majority and only one House of Congress, tonight we only had two options. Prevent default by voting for the only bill presented, Or two, allow the first default in U.S. history, which would have caused economic calamity and threatened our nation's security. The problem for Mike was members of the Freedom Caucus, which he's a part of, Mm -hmm. weren't for this bill. They were out in full force saying we're going to vote against it. We're not for this. And Mike had to make a choice. And his choice was I didn't have another bill. There was not another option. I had to vote for this. Or we were headed for a, a disaster.
1: Well, both sides are are trying to paint a, a, a you know a, a good coat of paint on this. Mm-hmm. Republicans uh, McCarthy is saying, "Look, we we're passing the the largest savings in US history, uh, 2.1 trillion dollars in savings." Of course, Biden is out there saying, "We're not allowing mega Republicans to default on our debt, crash our economy." and trigger a <laughs> job-killing recession. Yeah, that's all the Republicans yeah. fault. This mm. job-killing recession. Right. crashing our economy. Mhm. Yeah.
2: It's on right. to the Senate. We'll see what the Senate does with it, how many changes they make, but uh they've only got a few days to get it handled. <laughs> or we're we're hitting the
3: wall. So uh,
1: I I think with with this with the House passing pretty overwhelmingly, I think it'll well, what do I know? Mm-hmm. I, I, I'm making these predictions like I know what I'm talking about. Yeah. Uh, Mike McCarty, uh, Raymond Cruz, state representative, joining us after the 7 o'clock news. Speaking of budgets, Mike and McCarty, 101. <laughs> 1017 FM 710 Keel, Mike and McCarty. I'm taking uh taking my wife over to uh Dallas. hmm They're leaving uh tomorrow. Oh gosh. Yeah. And you had a day yesterday. <sighs> hmm
2: Don't make me cry.
1: I know okay. Uh, well I, I, I
2: didn't want to bring I'm, it up. If no, I know. I'm, I'm uh just keep my son in your prayers.
1: Absolutely. Um He's embarking on a, a new adventure. There you go. It's there you go. Yeah, it, it, truly a new adventure.
2: And um, I'm so proud of him, but I can't talk about it.
1: You're going to make me cry.
2: I know. I know. And um, had a couple of going away parties for him this week, and uh, but t- Mike to to watch him and the dog yesterday. Oh yeah. Oh, uh,
1: dogs know.
2: That's and that's his dog. Yeah. That dog loves him so much. So um put him on a plane today. And um you want to know a god's story. Um can't say a whole lot about it, but um I'm coming to work this morning and somehow it's divine intervention. And one of the things my son will be doing is uh having to do with train some training. And um
1: I mean we can say it's military.
2: Military, yeah. yeah. He's, and he's... um it'll be um parachuting parachute jumping and that's one of the things that i've been kind of nervous about because he can't really train for that for everything else he's trained i mean his best i mean he's he's in completely you know prepared for everything that's ahead of him um so i'm driving in today today's his plane leaves today i'm going to the airport to you know hug him and all that and yesterday we spent a day together i'm coming in today i'm getting on the the interstate. Um, Jet airliner comes on the radio. There you go, Jet airliner. Steve band. Yeah. Right after that, free falling, competitive,
0: relentless.
2: I was boohooing Aaron. on the way to work. I was like, now, now my son's going to kill me for even talking about it, but you know, I was like, Oh my oh, goodness. Man. How does that happen when that's the only thing I'm worried about? With regard to him right now, right and he he training. is, yeah, and he has been uh he's been with me for five years, you know That's... I mean you don't you don't have a second shot with your children, typically, you know, and I'm real proud of him. But I did bring Reuben a present
0: <laughs> because um,
2: we, we got to clean out the house of some of the things that I don't use that he uses. So, Reuben, you're welcome for yeah. a case of ramen and noodles. An, an entire case. <laughs> I'm kiddies. looking at this. <laughs>
0: Of Mar- chicken ramen. Yeah.
2: what <laughs> Mar- uh,
1: What is that thing? Marukan? I, Mar- I Mar- don't know. I,
2: I don't do ramen. You're welcome to it. And I'll dig other stuff up, I'm sure, that'll well, be coming did your way. we
1: determine one good thing. You just got a, a $1,000 a month raise. Oh, yeah, the grocery <laughs> bill. Your grocery <laughs> bills. Holy going
2: cow! plummet
1: in your words. And,
2: you know, I've been <laughs> buying 10 bananas a week. <laughs> I actually had bananas today on the counter when I left. <laughs> when I left the house, there was bananas. I went... Wow, he didn't eat four today. I'm excited. So it's, uh, that's going to be good. And, and, uh, you know, and the dog, it loves me. We have had time to to adjust, but, uh, you know, it's, it's been great. Well, and that's, I'm excited. I,
1: I told you that's why I took last weekend off. Oh, yeah. Uh, because we get, as parents, when you have one-on-one with oh, your child, one-on-one is just, and, me. and you're, you know, JW's 30,
2: He's 29. It'll be 29,
1: 30 in a few months. still your child.
2: He's still my child. Mike yeah. is
1: 34, 35. She's still my baby. Mm-hmm. She's, absolutely. So to have that one-on-one time is, yes. is priceless. It, right. Like you said, it can never be replaced. I
2: know. I know. So
1: that's I wanted that time before they left, yeah. and her life is going to change. It will absolutely
2: change. And, you know, the, the chances of him ever coming back and living with me again – nil i mean the chances of that are well never
1: say never You never
2: say never <laughs> but you know it's but at like, some
1: point you don't want them to no
2: you don't want them to you want you we had a great time he got his college degree while he was here thanks to bipsy and lsus we have great programs here yeah Um he made a ton of friends new friends he has old ones because he grew up here but um keep him in your prayers if oh, you don't absolutely. mind absolutely um and me too mom's a basket case but I'm gonna be all right
1: we're gonna yep we're gonna love on you we're gonna get you there all right I'll be thinking about you this afternoon Mike mm-hmm. and McCarty what a 1017 FM 710 Keo Mike and McCarty. Also, a free download on your on your smart device, the Kiel News app. Office Furniture Source. Uh, Metropolitan Planning Commission met. Was it yesterday? Mm-hmm. You said a little fireworks got a little uh, a got, little heated. It got a little heated. The the
2: intent of the meeting was um, to let the Allendale Strong folks present th- their um, their big issues with regard to the Inner City Connector of I forty nine they're they're pushing for that the highway not to be built through there, or if it is it'd be a business boulevard of sorts that would have intersections and you know on easy on and on and off access um but they don't even i mean they want the looped approach is one thing they have pushed where the two twenty would be the the way to get around the city but i I have been forever and then and what happened was that things got a little heated because um the racial uh overtones were were brought up that folks who are for the inner city connector don't care about the inner city neighborhoods don't care that it tears them apart and it divides the communities um and that we have we have already divided many of our neighborhoods when we built I20 and then when we did it again with I49 we came through Cedar Grove and and some of the neighborhoods in the inner city that tore them apart and now we're just doing it again to Allendale um i just can't i cannot get beyond the fact that we have planned this highway for 20 30 plus years um, yeah and yeah. we have three, three miles to go and now this is the roadblock if this if this was going to be an issue we should have moved this route it should have come up up uh, Yuri uh, drive it should have come up Line Avenue. You know, we should have decided that long ago that it's going to come up Linwood or wherever it was going to go um, and and then move on. Well, now we've, we're holding up a freeway for a three-mile stretch because it will tear up the neighborhood. You know, I don't go through Allendale very often. I know they've had some development in, in terms of some housing, um those homes with the community – Um, renewal has done some homes. Um, but I still think finishing that freeway is a game changer for our community. If you live up in North Mosier and you're trying to get to South Shreveport to get to the hospital, to the LSU auctioner, and you have to come down Airline Drive or Benton Road or any of that, um, you, you shave off a, you know, 20 minutes of that drive. I just don't, and then to pull the racial card to think that those who support the freeway are racist. Um, things got a little tense at the meeting yesterday, and those who support the inner city connector called it out and said, "You can't keep doing that. You can't keep doing that. We've planned this road for thirty plus years. We need to move on and finish it."
1: Now, um, to my understanding, and it's limited. The the that area is not as it's not populated. Like it, like it once was. Is that correct? It's, right. It's a lot of vacant housing, a lot of vacant businesses.
2: They they have had some development with community renewal going in and doing some things, but they don't have businesses. They don't have. And I think you know, and I think the people with Allendale Strong and they're going to be really upset with me, and they always are. And that's okay. I think it might help. I think having the freeway there with easy access to downtown Shreveport. Um, and if we start doing more in that area and let's make a commitment, I would do it today right here on the radio. Let's make a commitment to invest in that area. Say, let's build some sure. beautiful, some beautiful business complexes and some beautiful things that would attract people. Make it part of the rev entertainment deal.
1: But they have to be, they have to be supported. They By the community,
2: be. yes, they have to be. There's and, a
1: reason that it's it's vacant,
2: right? And they and they will point to new studies, you know, with the the millennials, and say that these big highways are not the way to do things anymore, and we shouldn't be continuing to do them. So I don't know.
1: Well, we'll we'll, we'll stay on top of that development, mm-hmm. Michael McCarty. 1017 FM, 710 Keel, Mike and McCarty. Okay, Ruben, you gotta call me late in the afternoon. I keep forgetting. <laughs> I go to walk the dog and I'm, and I've got these podcasts that I've been listening to. I'm the same way. I'm and I care. keep forgetting. I, I love listening to podcasts.
0: <laughs> I gotta,
1: I told Ruben what early this week. I said, I'm gonna, I'm gonna put on, Oh Possum, where art thou? Uh, it's it's available in Apple Music. Adults only. And I know, but I still want to. I still want ch- to check you out. I, I I would love to see a show. Well, you're an adult, <laughs> so you can
2: you well, can go. Yeah,
1: there are those that would question that. <laughs> hey, yeah.
2: Oh man.
1: G- uh, not uh but age wise, yes. But uh, I saw a coffee cup that said, "I may get older, but I refuse to grow up."
2: Oh yeah. Gosh, no kidding. No kidding.
1: So my son called me well, since we're talking about our kids. Um, he is leaving Hawaii and coming back. Nice. So, yeah. This summer, right? Yes. Oh, that's awesome. I know. I'm very excited. He's going to go. He's going to go live in uh, East Texas, work for a friend of his who's, uh, he and his wife own a restaurant.
2: Oh, cool. So, yeah. I was going to say, I have an empty room. Does he take out trash?
1: (laughs) Actually, yeah. (laughs) He's he's much more oh mature God. than I am. Yeah, that's going to be
2: good. You're going to have both of yours within a I couple know. hours. Yes, it's very and nice. He said
1: he's excited because he's going to be triangulated between us, his sister in Dallas. Yeah, and my brother-in-law. He and my brother-in-law are real close. Also, they they live in Lindale. Okay, so we'll all be. Oh, you'll
2: be making that I, I drive. Just, yeah. yeah. New, oh, that's cool. New
1: grandbaby coming home.
2: Oh, wow. Are he and his sister pretty close? Yeah. They are? Good. Okay. Yeah. That's exciting. So he's going to be an unk.
1: So, I know. That's yeah. neat. But he, he called me last night and he said, um, would it be possible at all? Because when he first comes back, he's probably going to stay with us for just a little bit while mm-hmm. he gets established and gets his sure. place ready. Um, can I bring William Who's William? His cat. Oh, I was gonna say. (laughs) Yeah, I know, right? Yeah, you never know. Too many cats named William. Yeah. uh, I knew his cat. I knew that was his cat, and I'm like, "Well, the dog we have is not cat friendly. Anybody else friendly? Basically.
2: Oh, okay.
1: We got her from the pound, and she's lovely at home. She crumbles up in the chair with me every evening, you know, and leans up against me, and um. But on walks, man, if somebody goes by on a bike, she, she, she wants to kill them. After that leash, man, she's, so, and if she sees a cat like across the street, man, she's gone.
2: Wow. And I can't okay. stop
1: her. So I told him, I said, well, I, I don't mind at all. I said, we'll have to figure something out because mm-hmm. Sonny ain't going to have it.
2: Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you got a little bit of trouble, yeah. So,
1: yeah, it's, uh, it's interesting. It's, it's just interesting these, these, changes that are coming about you mm-hmm. know this yeah just things are going to be a little with different you and, and
2: i'm back to empty nest which is going to be weird yeah i gotta i'm gonna have to take out my own trash who knew <laughs> i hadn't done that in four years five years
1: <laughs> yeah oh,
2: holy cow i could train the dog to do it maybe
1: State Representative Raymond Cruz is uh, going to join us coming up just after the 7 o'clock news talking about our state budget, amongst other things. Mike and McCarty, 1017 FM, 710 Kiel. 1017 FM710 keel Mike and McCarty on the Jack spring Electric newsmaker hotline uh, state representative Raymond Cruz joining us good morning Raymond thanks for uh, talking with us this morning
3: good morning Mike and Aaron
1: how are y'all doing today wonderful the session winding down in about a week uh teacher oh, pay yeah. raise has been a, a big issue where are where are y'all on that on the teacher pay raise
3: well I think everybody's uh, clear that we are definitely in favor of a teacher pay raise. Uh, the form of the teacher pay raise originally was, hey, let's pay down some debt, have those savings left over to generate them. But that generated a little bit of dissatisfaction, particularly among union leaders and whatnot. So we went ahead and said, OK, okay if that's the way it needs to be, we'll just go ahead and do it in straight general fund and we'll try to figure out another way to, to, to backfill that uh, savings. So. We're thinking about paying out some other debt now. There's something called LASERS, which is the Louisiana state retirement system for everybody, basically, other than teachers. There are a few other smaller ones, but that's a big one. It's got a big unfunded accrued liability. We wanted to pay down what they call the initial unfunded accrued liability and generate some savings there.
2: You got a lot of extra money this year. Um, oh, yeah. But it's going <laughs> to be it, – it may not be recurring money. So there are concerns – that you give a teacher pay raise, you do some other things y'all have been talking about that are recurring, that we could be looking at another budget crunch down the road. Are you worried about that?
3: Well, I'm not worried in the sense that we know it can be done without having uh, expending, uh, exceeding the expenditure limit. That's a big thing that's been put in the law for years now, and it's intended to prevent government from growing faster than it should. So that's a protection mechanism, and then as long as we obey that thing, then we'll be fine because that can keep us low enough to be able to absorb those costs. But if we exceed that expenditure limit, we're looking for some rough times ahead.
2: Okay, what are some of your your priorities? As we had, uh, you got to wrap things up one week from today. What are some of your top well, priorities?
3: My top priority is a leave a budget that whoever the next governor is can live with, and the rest of us aren't burdened with extra taxes down the road. That's number one with me. Of course, there are a lot of social issues that are important to I me mean, today. Dodie Horton and I are both going to be bringing a bill before Senate education. I've got one on the pronouns in school, and, of course, she's got the one on uh, talking about sexuality there in schools, the the teacher sexuality and whatnot. So those are big ones. So we hope that will get done today. Of course, the uh, Senate's being tasked by the citizens to pick back up uh, Gabe Furman's 648, which talks about minor surgeries and drugs for uh, uh, sex changes. So uh, that's still kind of in limbo, and we're hoping the Senate will have the courage to pick that back up and and do that to help the people, but uh, those are the biggest ones.
1: State Rep. Raymond Cruz, you mentioned Dodie. I, I know it's her bill, but when you say teacher sexuality, what do you mean? Be a, can well, you be a you little know, more the, specific? The,
3: sure. The classroom is, is designed to be a place of learning. It's not intended to be a place to take over the parent's role. Uh, when a teacher goes to express their own sexuality to the student and discuss things, Concerning, you know, what they think they should uh, be in terms of uh, sexuality with other partners, whether it be bi, trans, whatever, even heterosexual. That is not a place to discuss that with children. We're saying leave that to the parents. Talk about that stuff at home. That's not a place the teachers should be uh, engaged in that activity.
2: Raymond, the supplemental pay for police and firefighters, y'all have been working on measure to increase that. Is that smooth sailing ahead for that?
3: Well, uh, you know how the Senate works. It's always a negotiation. And they, I, from what I heard yesterday, it sounds like they are trying to say that without increasing expenditure limit, that we won't be able to cover that. And that's just out and out false. And we've got several uh, clips of video testimony to show that some of the things that are being asserted are, are just not right. So uh, we think we can do it all under the cap and leave that money and in, in some funds where we can draw them down in future years where it may be a little harder for us to come by the cash. So I definitely think uh, that's the priority and I think it can be done.
2: The spending cap you guys are talking about, you you mentioned it earlier and and again, just now you try to put a spending cap in place so that these folks that just want to tax and spend us to death, don't just keep going hog wild. Um, Are you confident you're going to be able to keep that in place?
3: Well, I don't know if you saw yesterday, yesterday, uh, there was an attempt to move the Senate Concurrent Resolution Number 3, which would extend the, or uh, exceed the expenditure limit. Uh, that was an attempt to move that forward early before we've seen the Senate's reply to our budget. And the House said, no, we're not going to do that. You show us those budget bills before you tell us you need more money. So that was a significant defeat for the Senate president and whoever was advocating for raising that cap. So you've got to show us where the money's going to go before we even talk about expending more than we're supposed to.
2: And if we do spend more than we're supposed to, we're looking for trouble down the road, correct? I mean, it's just going to keep getting worse.
3: That's right. We're going to have a uh, what they call the Joint Legislative Committee on the budget on Friday. And we're expected to hear in that that uh, two years from now we'll be looking at shortfalls of $400 million to $600 million, uh, maybe even seven or $800 million, And we want to prepare for that now. We don't want to be in a spot where... The only thing people feel like we can do is cut higher ed, health care, and raise taxes. That's just not a situation we should leave ourselves in. And those leaving the legislature, that would be a pretty hard bullet for the rest of us to take. So we're trying to say, no, 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 let's just slow this down, be responsible, do what any household would do with excess cash is pay down your debt if it looks like you may be losing a job or something. Be smart before those things happen. Raymond Cruz,
2: one more thing. And, and I have beat this horse till it, I, I, the poor horse can't <laughs> even get off the ground. Now.
1: I, I know where she's going with it. Yeah, this. he
2: knows. And <laughs> I'm so tired of it. I really am. You know where I'm going too. Oh, uh, and John. Yeah, I, I, well,
3: go ahead. Let's hear it.
2: John <laughs> Bell Edwards took over. We had a $29 billion budget. You're now closing in on $50 billion. Our, mm-hmm. our roads aren't any better. Our schools aren't any better. We I've have
3: parked. nothing
1: to show for it.
2: What are you? Are you, you wasting my like money down there, Raymond Cruz?
3: You don't sound like you're convinced. that The more money you spend, the further down the list we can go.
2: I exactly. <laughs> what are y'all doing down? Yeah. Are y'all just partying there are, down there? Is that there what you're are really doing?
1: Less citizens in the state that are yes. being taken care of because we have such an outmigration in the state, and yet our well, budget is doubling.
3: That is one of the reasons we have this expenditure limit. Let's say what we can do with this money. We pay down debt so we have a lower burden on what we need from the citizens. And there's even a trigger mechanism where we could give money back in terms of lowering your tax rates if we do responsible uh, budgeting here. But it does not seem like that's the will of the Senate. So we're going to fight back against that. We could get corporate franchise and personal income tax reduction if we hit what we call the trigger. So if we put enough money into the rainy day fund, which is our savings account, which only has about 22 to 23 days worth of operating cash in it right now, which is pretty short compared to our neighbors. If we put more money in that, it automatically sets the trigger where it lowers personal income and franchise tax rates, And that would give an opportunity for other businesses to look at us more favorably, citizens to say, well, maybe I'll stay here. You know, it just opens up a lot of opportunity.
1: Any realistic expectation of eliminating the state income tax?
3: Uh, I don't know if that's the will for that in this session. Uh, I hope there is, and I th- hope we can set that trigger. But uh, down the road, I definitely think that's going to be a possibility.
2: Well, I just know I'm frustrated with y'all, and I, and, and and you know I love you to death, but I, I just look at it and I think I you're not showing me any improvement. We're not getting any better, and I know you're probably frustrated too. But it's it's hard to it's hard to stomach here back at home, Mister Cruz.
3: Well, and I'm looking forward for you joining us down here in the house. Which, uh, or which house <laughs> seat are you in?
2: <laughs> oh, oh, yow, yow. Touche.
1: Oh, man. Well, well, we're trying to do our part here.
3: <laughs> yeah. yeah, you definitely are. I appreciate y'all getting the word out and letting everybody know what's going on. But uh, unfortunately, with, uh, you know, 105 members in the House alone, sometimes they don't listen to number one over here in District 8, but we're working on it.
2: I know. I know. It's a tough road you got. I appreciate your time and everything you're doing. Thank you, sir.
3: Hey, thank you all. Uh-huh. Thank
1: you. State Rep. Raymond Cruz with Mike and McCarty, one. 1017-FM-710-Keel, Mike and McCarty. Huge news, big news. The House did pass the um, debt ceiling agreement, 314 to 117. Uh, It goes to the Senate now. Republicans voted 149 to 71 to move it forward. Democrats voted 165 to 46. Both sides touting victory. Uh, uh, McCarthy saying $2.1 trillion in savings to the American people. Uh, Biden claiming victory, saying not allowing mega Republicans. That's his favorite phrase, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Mega Republicans to... And I love this, Aaron. Default on our debt, crash our economy, and trigger a job-killing recession. Oh, boy. The Republicans are crashing our economy and killing the job, Mm. a a job-killing recession. Mm -hmm. Okay. Yeah. Okay, Joe. Mm -hmm. Go back and eat your ice cream. (laughs) Go back upstairs. Leave us alone.
2: Uh, Mike Basically, Johnson voted for it. He was, he was torn because the Freedom Caucus members were, right. uh, they were struggling and he ended up voting for it. He said he really didn't have a choice. There was, it was only one bill. It was that one or we're in trouble. And so he decided to vote for it. It's now headed to the Senate where, you know, Bernie Sanders and gang are pledging <sighs> to defeat it. We'll see what happens. I don't know.
1: That's it. Basically they suspended the debt ceiling until 2025.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Uh, They just kicked the can down the road.
2: They wanted to make sure that got through the next election, of course. Right. Oh, yeah.
1: (laughs) COVID funds returned. That's the Republicans wanted uh, all the unspent COVID funding to be returned. Mm -hmm. Um, Welfare stipulations, able-bodied people required to work to receive benefits. Makes sense to me. Um, enforcing tax rules on the wealthy. Now, some of the things that didn't make the bill. Oh, also, they did get, uh, what is it, 1.3 billion in the uh, IRS? They, they cut that. Mm-hmm. They did rescind that massive funding. Right. So, does that mean the 187,000 new IRS agents aren't going to be hired or I, whatever? I guess
2: they'll put the brakes on that. We shall see. Oh, I, you
1: freaking Louia.
2: Oh, I know.
1: Uh, Republicans wanted to repeal the, um, the leg penguins of the uh, Inflation Reduction Act. But, uh, it ended up being untouched.
2: Mm-hmm. I'm
1: trying to read my notes. I was making notes <laughs> this morning, hacked. and now I can't read my own notes
2: they're They're not protecting penguins anymore. oh man, I don't know
1: what that says mm. pro leg uh yeah anyway it's it's frustrating it's It's just you know aaron i I have a business a, a you know small business it's just me right um but but if if i were in massive debt to me i've always econ 101 you don't borrow your way out of debt mhm i need yeah. somebody to explain to me how the federal government operates on this system that that we just borrow money right. we continue to borrow money mhm to get ourselves out of debt, I, I, I may be oversimplifying things, but that's kind of how I am.
2: And you know what? If you borrow money to pay back money, you probably pay a higher rate because they know you owe money, right? So you're probably not going to get the best rate. So you're paying more when you borrow. I don't. Maybe I'm. I'm not an economist. I don't know. I, I don't really, speak I, the language. I
1: really would like to get somebody to to maybe look at this what they're doing, Mm
2: -hmm. you know. I have a a U-up text out there. We'll see.
1: Okay, good. (laughs) Let me know. Mike and McCarty, 1017 FM.
2: Did you say the delay's not working?
1: Oh, Lord. Oh, we're in trouble. Oh, Lord. Get ugly. What the hell? Oh, wait. wait, (laughs) Damn, I said hell. Oh, hell, I said damn. (sighs) George Carlin bit, but it was much worse than
0: that, actually. I, I feel like I've had to use it more the past couple of weeks than I have in a very, very long time of doing this job. Mm -hmm. And guess what? It hasn't worked. (laughs) The FCC is going to come after
2: us. (laughs) Oh, man.
0: Don't tell the FCC.
2: I had nothing to do with it. (laughs) It wasn't wasn't me. It wasn't (laughs) me.
1: It was, too. (laughs) (laughs) And what was it? that She said the other day that I didn't think was... Uh, Buzzworthy. Oh, well, I can't say it. I can't say it. <laughs> the delay doesn't work. <laughs> no, it didn't work. Dang.
2: <laughs> We're not allowed to say the the big curse words, right?
1: Well, George no. Carlin has the seven <laughs> words, and I, yes. which you can figure out.
2: And mm-hmm. there are some other things mm-hmm. we some can't
1: say. Phrases, uh, type of
0: things. With regard to specific... All thanks to early 2000s shock jocks. Yeah. <laughs> there are certain phrases Some that can use. Some love sponge guy or something. Okay, yeah. now Opie and Anthony in those this,
1: I was going to ask this the other day because at one point, and Aaron, you should remember this, in commercials or you weren't allowed to use a siren. Oh, yeah, remember yes. that? Yes, you couldn't use and the sound effect of uh, like a police siren or mm-hmm. a, a fire truck siren in commercials, uh, in a broadcast because if somebody's in their car, and they hear a siren, you know they could freak out. Or mm-hmm. it's, because, it's because of people like me. i i
0: a couple of months ago, I was listening to music, and in my truck. And it just so happened there was a sound effect of a police siren in the song I was listening to, and I pulled off the road. Oh, (laughs) boy. Well, good for you. I pulled off to the side. I was like, oh, that's right behind me. Good for you. Because (laughs) Uh, I can't tell you
1: the number of times I've been running hot in a police car, and people don't move.
2: No, they don't. They don't
1: get over. They
2: don't. You know the other thing that kills me, and they need to stop doing this? Will you tell all the musicians in the world this, Ruben? Yeah. Stop putting the sound of a horn in your music because if i hear a song and it go and i hear a beep beep i'm like i, I let up whatever i'm doing and i'm right. like okay who's honking at me what did i do did i run a red light what happened okay stop doing that
1: federal regulations also prohibited the photographs of serial numbers on currency u.s currency hmm. do i remember that correctly and I see I see ads now with pictures of, you know, twenty dollar bills and there's the cur- the serial yeah. number in the picture and I thought I, I didn't think that was allowed.
2: Hmm. I didn't know about that one. Did not know about so that. So when
1: we talk about the the words we can't say, yeah not that I'm saying I'm not advocating to be able to curse on the radio. No, no. But by, by it, it, the the rules have been changing over the years.
2: Yes, definitely have changed. No doubt about it. And sometimes we, we Mike slips up and Reuben has to hit the button. <laughs> <laughs>
0: yep.
1: <laughs> so what did she say earlier this week? No 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 no. What the time? 7 We got a message on the Shreveport Security Systems <laughs> message board. Ruben said the delay isn't working. Murica1776 said no delay. Mike, quick, ask her about the lights on I-20. No, 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 no. No. <laughs> no. Don't do that. I said I'll ask her about Night Street.
2: Oh, oh, don't, no, y'all don't do that. Y'all are just wanting me to get in trouble. Aaron,
1: how's the funding on Night Street coming oh, along? Oh, God.
2: gosh. Please. <laughs> Stop. The interstate lights are out, by the way. Yep. Um, All of them between 3132 and Pines Road. Every light is out. Let me send that email right now. While I'm for, (laughs) don't let me go off on this. Let me just send a man. Tom be Arsenal. sure to
0: be sure to cc everybody in washington dc yeah exactly including joe stay. biden you got his email still right <laughs> oh yeah absolutely
2: <laughs> gary norman okay i got it i got it so stay calm um <sighs> i do have an economist by the way dr lauren scott is going to join us tomorrow at 8 10.
1: well that doesn't help me now well, does it
2: not, it's all right you'll be all right it, it, i'm looking forward to letting him kind of break down the debt ceiling bill and uh, he's a I know. premier economist a- across the state and he's not available for today So, but he said tomorrow he could do it so yeah. we'll do that tomorrow and um, you'll have to go back and listen to it and take a test Sound well,
1: good? I, yeah, absolutely Because <laughs> I've, I've, I've been doing some studying on this this morning Um, Trying to to make a little bit of sense about the debt ceiling uh, agreement that was reached. The House passed 314 to 117. Mm -hmm. Uh, Basically, it was suspended until 2025. There were caps on spending, but not defense. Uh, COVID funds, unspent COVID funds to be returned. Uh, The Republicans were able to rescind the... Uh, $800 billion trillion to the IRS. (laughs) Um, Welfare stipulations. This was interesting to me. Uh, uh, Requiring able-bodied people to work if you're receiving federal funding. Hmm, Basically. Pretty logical. Able-bodied
2: people. Right. It's pretty logical.
1: Do something. We we can, you know, two birds with one stone kind of thing. Mm Mm-hmm. Government yeah. offices, you know, can to be cleaned or you know, federal road projects that can be worked on. If you're receiving money pick up trash. Simple something. Something mm-hmm. to help save money and earn the money that you're getting. Aaron, I've I've said before, when you look at something, um if you have no investment in it. Financial, especially, but even an emotional. And if you have no investment, it has no value. No to you. No skin in the game. You if don't care. Somebody's living, you know, if if somebody's living in a in a uh, subsidized housing. Look at overall the condition of that housing. Right. Because there's no value in it. Mm-hmm. But if you have to work for it, and, and there's a ministry in, in here in Treeport, uh, the hub ministry. And instead of somebody walking in and just getting a free sweatshirt or, you know, a case of food, they have a, a system where they earn points. They, they work and they get, and then you earn those things. Yes, exactly. And, and those things now
2: have value to you. When you're you. invested in it. You're going to appreciate what you get more. I mean, that's just sim- simple. Absolutely. Just human nature. That's just the way we are. But, you know, there are going to be those who are saying, oh, why are you targeting the poor and those who are on public assistance? Why aren't you doing targeting more of the rich and, the you know, corporate America and all that? Uh,
1: and I'm not saying we shouldn't. But let's 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 strike a balance here.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Why pay
1: people just to stay home? Simply for the fact that they're breathing, right? We're exactly. going to pay you, it's, and that just brings up the now the, you're the getting meat.
2: Pibbed, yeah. Watch out, Reuben. Uh, yeah, that, get
1: the, now you might going to get the the button ready, Ruben. It, it
2: just it, it just ticks me off. Like we were talking about yesterday, the Amazon workers who are protesting because the company wants them to come back to the office to work instead of staying at home. Your company ships boxes; they send packages out. What can you do at home that has anything to do with that? I mean, I know there are some jobs if you're in accounting and all that, but they need you back at the office. They need more boxes packed.
1: And you uh, knew when you took the job, yeah. you went to work every day.
2: Right. The, the the pandemic is over. Go back to the job. Snowflake
1: the, comes yeah. to mind.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Micah McCarty, 1017 FM 7. Sorry, I just took a drink of a carbonated beverage. Beer? And it, <laughs> no, I don't have Guinness at 8 oh, in the morning. I what's
2: wrong with you? Wait
1: until 9. <laughs> Mike and McCarty, 1017 FM, 710 KEO. Oh, the fur is flying. It's oh, This is so, Aaron, this is so frustrating. It's like we, it's like the Republicans don't learn Let's look back at 2019. Let's mm-hmm. go back to 2015. Yep, and and look at the governor's election and go. What did we do wrong? Mm-hmm. What can we do better?
2: Yeah, let's well, not apparently, the, yeah,
1: we we didn't learn a excuse me a dead burned thing. Yep, we elected a
2: Democrat in 2015, and we reelected him in 2019 because the Republicans. We're too busy throwing mud at each other.
1: So now the Republican infighting has begun in earnest, mm-hmm.
2: uh,
1: which, quite frankly, are, are are we paving the way for Governor Wilson? I mean,
2: uh, folks are saying that. He's sitting back going, thank y'all. Get at it. Now, we, we must be real clear. This ad that is running was paid for by a PAC called Reboot Louisiana. Right. And they are running an ad that is... Just slamming Jeff Landry. And now you have folks are coming out, Steve Scalise, the Landry camp. They are calling on Stephen Waggispack, who they're linking to this ad, I guess, to come out and denounce this negative ad and urge Reboot Louisiana to take it down immediately. I mean, it's an ad about, you know, how Landry was soft on crime while he's attorney general and let rapists and murderers out of jail, and, and uh, it's a pretty tough, tough ad. Mm-hmm. Um, I have reached out to Mr. back and he has not replied this morning. He's, he's busy. I know he's running around the state. Um, hopefully, we'll try to get him on sometime tomorrow to talk about this. But, I mean, he's going to say, I didn't pay for it. I don't have anything to do with it. Um, but you even have Steve Scalise now saying you need to denounce it mm-hmm. and – Say this doesn't need to be the kind of campaign we're going to have because we're just going to repeat the mistakes of the last two gubernatorial elections. And that's what they're, they're sending a statement out saying, get on this and say this is not how we want to run the campaign.
1: So this, this could possibly, quite possibly be three governor elections that the Republicans have blown mm-hmm. because they can't get their... Together,
2: yeah. And Scalise's statement says, "quote As we work towards getting Louisiana back on track, Republican candidates must focus on their positive vision for our state, not instigating intra-party attacks and provoking defensive retaliation." Yowza. Yowza, double Yowza.
1: Yes. Mm. Mm. It's, well, we gotta take a break. Uh, coming up uh, after the local news, Dr. Stephen Bell, he's the senior pastor at First Methodist Church, is going to talk with us about their decision to leave the United Methodist uh, denomination. That's coming up with Mike and McCarty. 1017F. 101.7 FM, 710 KEO Mike and McCarty. And um, there's a, a mass exodus that's uh, taking place in the United Methodist congregation. Uh, churches across the nation are leaving the congregation mm-hmm. because of the United Methodist stance on uh, basically allowing gay clergy and allowing clergy to perform same-sex marriages right i think that's the major sticking point Mm -hmm. um we've got uh, senior pastor stephen bell from first methodist church Uh, ruben just ran to go unlock the door Mm -hmm. uh to let him in the building and uh so yeah he's
2: first methodist is one of the churches that voted pretty overwhelmingly to leave the church. There were about nine churches in the Shreveport Bosier community that voted to leave the United Methodist congregation. First Methodist being the biggest. Welcome, sir. Thanks for coming
4: in. Good morning. Thank you so much. Thanks for having me. What is this all about? Tell and us
1: yeah, tell us what started this and, and when did when did the the mass exodus begin?
4: Wow, I could go back. why? So I could go back all the way to 1972. Um, The United Methodist Church, first and foremost, was was formed in 1968 between two denominations, the Methodist Church and the Evangelical United Brethren. Uh, Four years into its um, life, uh, the issue of human sexuality um, started to uh, become something that people talked about and have – Ever since then, ever since then. Um, and, uh. And
1: in 72, let's look at where the United States was mm-hmm. just coming out of the Vietnam War.
4: Yeah.
1: Um, the, the, the free love movement was going on. It was the, the, you know, the, 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 what, what a lot consider the, the really detriment of, of our country.
4: Yes. And so what was going on in the country and being felt there was also – being felt in the church as well. And so mainline denominations, United Methodist Church included, were were dealing with this and many have since. Uh, you know, others have come to their conclusions since then uh, and before the United Methodist Church, the Episcopal Church, Presbyterians as well, others. And so if you wanna break this down to what it's all about, this is the way I talk about it. There was the symptomatic issue of human sexuality. And, and specifically, the United Methodist Church in its Book of Discipline has legislation there, church bylaws, so to speak, where, um uh, those who are openly LGBT or identify LGBT um, cannot be ordained uh, to, to serve in ministry. And this is in the United Methodist Bylaws. In the United Methodist Bylaws. In our Book of Discipline, the most recent edition was in 2016. And that document is normally revised or... Mm, that's a good word revised every 4 years um, it's the the last copy we have is 2016 because of covid so um so that's the the symptomatic issue the other piece of that symptomatic issue in the church is who gets to get married in the worship spaces or on the church property and again in the bylaws no United Methodist clergy person um, is allowed, or I, I would say United Methodist clergy people are forbidden to officiate same-sex unions, whether on church property, off church property. You can use, lose your credentials. That's the symptomatic issue. The theological issue, which I think is a much bigger issue, is the authority of Scripture. Do you lean on what the Bible has to say or what culture has to say and who has the greater authority and frankly is Jesus Christ Lord or not and whose church is this anyways so there's a lot of bigger questions that you have to ask and a lot of bigger issues at hand but then I would say another very big issue that's even bigger than the symptomatic issue is the chaos of the United Methodist denomination specifically being that they're are there were and there are what's precipitated a lot of this is that United Methodist clergy are officiating same sex unions. Um, they are breaking the bylaws in the book of discipline and doing so without any kind of recourse. Are they
2: doing it in the churches or are they doing it at other locations? Both. Both, but not um, at First Methodist. It has not happened oh no, at First Methodist. Not,
4: a, not at First Methodist. Not at First Methodist. Uh, at this point in time, in, in our history, we've now had two individuals who identify LGBT who have been consecrated as bishops in the United Methodist Church. Against the so bylaws. Against the bylaws.
2: Have they made an effort to change the bylaws?
4: Um, well, that is that's a big part of what the split is. About right mm-hmm. now is a very clear direction that the United Methodist Church, I would say particularly in America, in the United States of America, the direction it's headed, a more progressive direction that seeks to change those bylaws and change those stances so of the church.
1: Back in, it was it April, that the, the first, Method, first United Methodist Church of Shreveport at that time mm-hmm. uh, took a vote on whether or not to stay within the United Methodist denomination. How did that vote turn out?
4: That vote turned out with 1,120. So that's 1,120 people voting members of our church came to the church. That day had to be in person. No votes by proxy. 940 people voted to leave the united methodist church that's 84 percent of the voting body wow okay. 166 voted to stay united methodist and 14 abstained so it was an uh, uh, well what was required for the church to disaffiliate per paragraph 2553 in the book of discipline that allows churches to leave and leave with the assets of the church that is any money you have any building you have the facilities, that's, yeah, that's huge. That's brick and mm-hmm. mortar and liquid assets.
2: Now, were you surprised um, by that vote?
4: I was. I was. It was. I mean, the what what was needed to secure that disaffiliating vote to leave the United Methodist Church is a two thirds supermajority, so basically sixty seven percent. We had conducted a survey earlier in the year or in the past year. I guess it was. Back this past fall, and um, that survey showed that about seventy-one percent of the between six and seven hundred people who took it favored disaffiliation. So there's a big difference between six. I'm sorry, seventy-one percent and eighty-four. So were you it, pleasantly surprised? Um, oh yes, ab- absolutely, absolutely. I mean, the church, and particularly the leadership of the church and the active membership of First Methodist Church of Shreveport, desires to leave the United Methodist Church. It is a more conservative, theologically, church and uh, and 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 group of Christians. And so, the absolute best course of action for our church moving forward, if we want to not only continue the ministry that we currently have. In the Arklatex and beyond, but also for that ministry to grow would be to leave the United Methodist Church. That is, um, that's just clear. It is absolutely clear. Now, have the, was,
2: have the hundred and so people that voted voted not to
4: leave? Mm-hmm. Um, are 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 they leaving your church? My hope going into this is that we would able to conduct this process in such a way that. Not a single person would leave the church that all would feel as though, um, that this is their church. They're going to stay. We're going to rally together and move into God's preferred future. Um, that has not been the case. That is the, I guess that was, um, what I would say unrealistically optimistic. We worked hard for that. Um, but yet of, of those, 166 people that voted to stay United Methodists. To date, we know that at least 65 of those have left the church. Officially, they've Mm -hmm. moved their membership to the Louisiana Annual Conference.
1: Can you hold with us? Uh, we got to take a break. We're talking with Dr. Stephen Bell, senior pastor at First Methodist Church of Shreveport. Uh, We'll be back. Mike and McCarty, 101. 1017 FM, 710 Keel, Mike and McCarty and in studio with senior pastor, First Methodist Church, the historic First Methodist Church of Shreveport, um, talking with us about the uh, decision from the congregation to leave the United Methodist Congregation. Uh, I got a text, Stephen, um, and it says key is big issue of liberals is getting rid of the Bible and Jesus is Lord. Way more than gay rights. That's that's one of the biggest problems. Do you see that in your particular congregation? I um, mean, a be, albeit a smaller faction, maybe.
4: Right. I, I would say um, uh, there's there's there there are ways that we would like to interpret the Bible. Okay. And in fact, there's this um, you know there's this phrase and this understanding that. Jesus just loved people, and that's it. And he just loved people, and because Jesus just loved people, then then Christians are just supposed to love people, and that's all we're supposed to do. And that is just completely not correct. Did Jesus love people? Of course he did. He died on a cross for all people that we might, by faith, experience salvation. But he also has had and has huge expectations for People, particularly and specifically, his church—that is, those who place their faith in him and trust in him—and so um, it's it's just like what he says to the woman caught in adultery in the Gospel of John. Um, he says, "Neither do I condemn you," but that's not where he stops. He says, "Go and leave your life of sin."
1: Go and sin no
4: more. Go and sin no more. He has expectations for us. We read the letters in the New Testament. It's very clear that God had expectations for his church then and now. And it is to be obedient.
1: Now, have you gotten feedback? Because, you know, I, I, I just think back on the words of Jesus when he said, look, told his disciples, the world is going to hate you. Because the world hates me. And because of
4: me, they're going to hate you. Exactly. And, and he is very clear when he says, uh, that the road is wide and easy that leads to destruction, but the road is narrow and hard that leads to life.
1: And, and you are on the narrow road right now. I
4: believe that, there, I, that we are. Stephen,
2: yes. there are nine, I believe nine area churches in Shreveport, Bozier that have decided to leave. Um, First Methodist being the biggest, obviously. Ellerby Road, I think, is on that list as well. Um, That's correct. What what do you guys now have to change? What do you have to do?
4: You're no longer First United Methodist Church, right? Right. Well, and it's interesting. People have said, but our church has always been... First United Methodist Church of Shreveport. No, it mm-hmm. hasn't. It's only been um, United Method- We've only been the United Methodist Church since 1968, because that's when the denomination was created. In fact, um, Dr. D. L. Dykes, you know, beloved senior pastor of 30 years, mm-hmm. they never called the church united our first united we were first methodist that's who we are you look um if, if you're coming in from the river and you look at that that beautiful facade of our building you see first methodist church south because that's the, the
1: engraving out
4: on the, the in front of the building mm-hmm. the engraving yes. there in the triangle up above the columns because at this point um our church has been a part of uh, three yeah, I guess at this point, three different denominations, the Methodist Episcopal Church South, the Methodist Church, the United Methodist Church, and now we're moving into a new era as well. So what do, what do we have to do? So our signage has to change. That's mm-hmm. part of – um, that's, that's just part of the legal ramifications of all of this and leaving the United Methodist Church. Our signage has to change and, and we are in the process of that taking place. We have become a new legal entity and our official name is First Methodist Church of Shreveport, Louisiana.
2: Mm-hmm.
4: So, First Methodist Church of Shreveport, Louisiana. Um, and then what we also have to do, just some kind of interesting changes, and in what we're required is to gather up lots of our um, historic documents like, um, our membership roles and baptism and wedding records. And our hymnals, because our hymnals have the United Methodist logo, oh. so and they're also published by the United Methodist Publishing House. So we can't use oh. the United Methodist hymnals So all new books, anymore. Yeah. All new hymnals. Mm-hmm. Um, so things like that that shows we are officially separating from our former denomination. I asked
2: you earlier about how many members have you lost. Are you anticipating you may gain some members from the other churches? Who, who may be more conservative and say, you know what? I'm, I'm not for this. I'm going to switch and, and go downtown now.
4: We are receiving a number of new members and have been even before, um, before this, this last vote took place in Baton Rouge this past Saturday. Uh, some of these new members we're receiving are from other local churches that have chosen to not do anything, to not go through any discernment, to not take any church votes. Um, others are people that have just been watching. They've mm-hmm. been on this. I don't want to say on the sidelines, but they've been very interested and intrigued with what is going on in the church and in the United Methodist Church and in First Methodist particularly. And they see the church has taken a stand and they want to be a part of what the Lord is doing at the head of Texas Street. Mm-hmm. And they're joining as well. Interesting. Thanks so, for yes. coming in.
2: Appreciate it.
1: Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Thank you. Stephen Bell, Senior Pastor, First Methodist Church of Shreveport. Mike and McCarty, 1017- 101.7 FM, 710 Kiel, Mike and McCarty. You know, there's a, <laughs> there's a, there's a toast that says... To our wives and our girlfriend, you know, to our wives and girlfriends, like in, uh, like yeah. in, like in uh, uh Band of Brothers, you mm-hmm. know, to our wives and girlfriends, and somebody goes, may they never meet, you know, <laughs> yeah, that kind exactly. of thing. It's like you don't uh, text; you have to be careful who you text. Yeah, you just uh, you boy,
2: just <laughs> did. I step in it today. Thank <laughs> goodness it wasn't anything wasn't really right, juicy, bad. nothing. Yeah, nothing juicy. But I we realized that the delay was goofing up this morning, so I'm. Texting the people on, on the list that need to know about that, and one is a a, a guy named Kelly. One is a guy named He's Dusty, a corporate engineer. Yeah, one is a guy named Dusty, who's our boss. That they get copied on this, and then one of our engineers is named uh, Chris. And so I'm typing, and I'm copying all these people, and I didn't look to see whose emails popped up. You know, when they they autofill. You know, when you start typing Chris or Kelly, your your last Kelly you sent an email to, or your last Chris. So I sent the email, I said, hey, the keel delay is not working. And it went to, it went to Dusty and (laughs) and Kelly and, And uh, Chris Chris Bordelong at SPD, the Shreveport police PIO. (laughs) I don't think he
0: can help us with
2: this. (laughs) He replied, which is hilarious. He replied, I'm not sure what that means (laughs) with a little happy face. And I said, LOL, one of my engineers is Chris, but your name Autofill. And he said, well, I'm glad I'm on the speed dial. Have a good day. Uh, so Chris can't fix our delay. Not this Chris anyway. Yeah, so no. now I have to send it to the right Chris to make sure that our delay is fixed, because but Mike look, may say something crazy.
1: Bordelon would have fixed it. He'd fix it if he could. Yeah, he would fix it if he could. <laughs> He's very no responsive, no <laughs> you know.
2: <laughs> he really is. <laughs> oh, Lord. Oh, we man. talked
1: with uh, State Rep. Raymond Cruz about the uh, state budget teacher raises and a lot more. And uh, if you missed that conversation this morning, that will be coming up next. Mike and McCarty. 1017-FM-710-Keel, Mike and McCarty on the Jack Spring Electric Newsmaker Hotline. State Representative Raymond Cruz joining us. Good morning, Raymond. Thanks for uh, talking with us this morning.
3: Good morning, Mike and Aaron.
1: How are you all doing today? Wonderful. The session winding down in about a week. Uh, teacher oh, pay yeah. raise has been a, a big issue. Where are Where are you all on that, on the teacher pay raise?
3: Well, I think everybody's uh, clear that we are definitely in favor of a teacher pay raise. Uh, The form of the teacher pay raise originally was, hey, let's pay down some debt, have those savings left over to generate them. But that generated a little bit of dissatisfaction, particularly among union leaders and whatnot. So we went ahead and said, okay, if if that's the way it needs to be, we'll just go ahead and do it in straight general fund and we'll try to figure out another way to to backfill that uh, savings. So. We're thinking about paying out some other debt now. There's something called LASERS, which is the Louisiana state retirement system for everybody, basically, other than teachers. There are a few other smaller ones, but that's a big one. It's got a big unfunded accrued liability. We wanted to pay down what they call the initial unfunded accrued liability and generate some savings there.
2: You got a lot of extra money this year. Um, oh, yeah. But it's going <laughs> to be it, – it may not be recurring money. So there are concerns – that you give a teacher pay raise, you do some other things. Y'all have been talking about that are recurring. That we could be looking at another budget crunch down the road. Are you worried about that?
3: Well, I'm not worried in the sense that we know it can be done without having uh, ex- exceeding the expenditure limit. That's a big thing that's been put in the law for years now, and it's intended to prevent government from growing faster than it should. So that's a protection mechanism, and as long as we obey that thing then we'll be fine because that can keep us low enough to be able to absorb those costs. But if we exceed that expenditure limit, we're looking for some rough times ahead.
2: Okay. What are some of your your priorities as we had uh, you got to wrap things up one week from today. What are some of your top well, priorities?
3: My top priority is a leave a budget that whoever the next governor is can live with and the rest of us aren't burdened with extra taxes down the road. That's number one with me. Of course, there are a lot of social issues that are important to me today. Dodie Horton and I are both going to be bringing a bill before Senate education. I've got one on the pronouns in school. And of course, she's got the one on uh, talking about sexuality there in schools, the the teacher sexuality and whatnot. So those are big ones. So we hope that will get done today. Of course, the uh, Senate's being tasked by the citizens to pick back up uh, Gabe Furman's 648, which talks about minor surgeries and drugs for uh, uh, sex changes. So uh, that's still kind of in limbo. And we're hoping the Senate will have the courage to pick that back up and and do that to help the people but uh, those are the biggest ones
1: state rep raymond Cruz, you mentioned dotie i know it's i know it's her bill but when you say teacher sexuality what do you mean be a, can well, you be a little you know, more the, specific the,
3: sure the classroom is, is designed to be a place of learning it's not intended to be a place to take over the parents role uh, when a teacher goes to express their own sexuality to the student and discuss things concerning you know what they think they should uh, be in terms of uh, sexuality with other partners whether it be bi trans whatever even heterosexual that is not a place to discuss that with children so right we're sure. saying leave that to the parents talk about that stuff at home that's not a place the teachers should be uh, engaged in that activity
2: raymond the supplemental pay for police and firefighters y'all have been working on measure to increase that is that smooth sailing ahead for that
3: well, uh, you know how the Senate works. It's always a negotiation, and they, I, from what I heard yesterday, it sounds like they are trying to say that without increasing expenditure limit, that we won't be able to cover that, and that's just out and out false. And we've got several uh, clips of video testimony to show that some of the things that are being asserted are, are just not right. So, uh, we think we can do it all under the cap and leave that money in, in some funds where we can draw them down in future years, where it may be a little harder for us to come by the cash. So. I definitely think uh that's the priority and I think it can be done.
2: The spending cap you guys are talking about, you you mentioned it earlier and and again just now, you try to put a spending cap in place so that th- these folks that just want to tax and spend us to death don't just keep going hog wild. Um are you well, confident you're going to be able to keep that in place?
3: Well, I don't know if you saw yesterday. Yesterday uh there was an attempt to move the Senate concurrent resolution number three, which would extend the or, uh, exceed the expenditure limit. Uh, that was an attempt to move that forward early before we've seen the Senate's reply to our budget. And the House said, no, we're not going to do that. You show us those budget bills before you tell us you need more money. So that was a significant defeat for the Senate president and whoever was advocating for raising that cap. So you've got to show us where the money's going to go before we even talk about expending more than we're supposed to.
2: And if we do spend more than we're supposed to, we're looking for trouble down the road, correct? I mean, it's just going to keep getting worse.
3: That's right. We're going to have a uh, what they call the Joint Legislative Committee on the budget on Friday, and we're expected to hear in that that uh, two years from now we'll be looking at shortfalls of $400 million to $600 million, uh, maybe even seven or $800 million, and we want to prepare for that now. We don't want to be in a spot where... The only thing people feel like we can do is cut higher ed, health care, and raise taxes. That's just not a situation we should leave ourselves in. And those leaving the legislature, that would be a pretty hard bullet for the rest of us to take. So we're trying to say, no, 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 let's just slow this down, be responsible, do what any household would do with excess cash is pay down your debt if it looks like you may be losing a job or something. Be smart before those things happen. Raymond Cruz,
2: one more thing. And, and I have beat this horse till it, I, I, the poor horse can't even get off the ground. Now.
1: I, I know where she's going with yeah, this. Yeah, he
2: knows. And I'm so tired of it. I really am. You know where I'm going too. Oh, uh, and John. Yeah, I,
3: well, go ahead. Let's hear it.
2: John Bell Edwards took over. We had a $29 billion budget. You're now closing in on $50 billion. Our, mm-hmm. our roads aren't any better. Our schools aren't any better. Our we have
3: parks.
1: nothing to show for it
2: what are you are you, you wasting my like money down there, Raymond Cruz?
3: You don't sound like you're convinced that the more money you spend, the further down the list we can go
2: i uh, exactly. <laughs> what are you all doing? there? Yep. Are y'all just partying there are, down there? Is that there what you're are really doing?
1: Less citizens in the state that are yes. being taken care of because we have such an outmigration in the state, and yet our well, budget is doubling.
3: That is one of the reasons we have this expenditure limit. Let's say what we can do with this money. We pay down debt so we have a lower burden on what we need from the citizens. And there's even a trigger mechanism where we could give money back in terms of lowering your tax rates if we do responsible uh, budgeting here. But it does not seem like that's the will of the Senate. So we're going to fight back against that. We could get corporate franchise and personal income tax reduction if we hit what we call the trigger. So if we put enough money into the rainy day fund, which is our savings account, which only has about 22 to 23 days worth of operating cash in it right now, which is pretty short compared to our neighbors. If we put more money in that, it automatically sets the trigger where it lowers personal income and franchise tax rates. And that would give an opportunity for other businesses to look at us more favorably, citizens to say, well, maybe I'll stay here. You know, it just opens up a lot of opportunity.
1: Any realistic expectation of eliminating the state income tax?
3: Uh, I don't know if that's the will for that in this session. Uh, I hope there is, and I th- hope we can set that trigger. But uh, down the road, I definitely think that's going to be a possibility.
1: 101.7 FM, seven ten Kiel. I'm look. I'm. You're not allowed to do this. I'm jealous. Tomorrow, I'm not going to you be here. You gotta quit tomorrow. taking time off. I'm sorry, I never what the take hell is time wrong off. wrong with you? I never take time off. Mm-hmm. Rarely do I take vacation days. Rare- I, mean, I just don't.
2: You're flaking out again tomorrow.
1: I'm, I have to, again. <laughs> it, it has to do with.
2: I know. I know. I'm playing very
1: with important issues in our lives.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah, things going on.
1: Yeah. So I, it's, it's, it's a
2: guest hosting tomorrow. This is going to be cool. This is going to be really cool. Sheriff Steve Prater is going to do it. And he goes, That's so funny. Uh, you know, and we're going to have Dr. Lauren Scott. He's one of the state's premier economists. He's going to join us in the eight o'clock hour. I told Prater, I said, we're just going to talk about stuff you normally don't talk about. You talk about crime and law enforcement. I said, let's do a, a Your other favorite stuff. fishing hole. Yeah let's, let's, talk about, yeah. yeah. let's talk about stuff that you do, you know, and, and, and what kind of dad you were. And because I've talked to so many people about, you know, parenting is one of the biggest problems in our community. It really is. And. You know, we oh, never absolutely. asked him about it. What kind of pop was he?
1: You know, you talk to teachers. I mean, when, when I was growing up, when, you know, if you got in trouble at school, you got in trouble at home.
2: Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah.
1: And and today, if a kid gets in trouble in school, the parents going to be like, not my kid. Yeah. Matt. You know, and, and there's no support from the parents. Could you imagine coming home to Steve Prater and saying, Dad? <laughs> I, 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 yes, I, I can. Che- I
2: cheated on my test and I got caught.
1: I, right. I
2: wonder if you got a butt whooping.
1: But you know, when when we had uh Treeport Police Chief Wayne Smith in studio, and of course he talks about crime, like you say, we talk about the but but when we just talked with Wayne mm-hmm. and learned about the the frog legs <laughs> and learned a little bit about Wayne, yeah. not Treeport Police Chief Smith, but the man and And just what a wonderful man he is, oh, he but really, that, yeah that was priceless and we still hear people from people today. Yes. And so I'm that's that's exciting about Steve Prater tomorrow.
2: I'm looking forward to him coming in and kind of letting his hair down and let's see, you know, let's see what's on his mind tomorrow. What's it, he he officially announced today by the way. You can see it at healnews.com. Yes. He is running for re-election. Bulletin, bulletin, bulletin. Yeah. Prater running for re-election. Yeah. Uh breaking news. Yeah, he's uh so we'll talk to him about that and uh, you know, he's got um a pretty valid opponent shaping up to run against him in Henry Whitehorn Obviously, we've got to ask him about that. He may not want to talk about that yet because Whitehorn's not announced.
1: And, and, um, and yeah, Whitehorn is expected to announce in July, mm-hmm. but neither candidate has qualified.
2: No, that's not going to happen the, until August. So right. it's late this year. So we will see what happens. And I've invited, uh, you know, Prater to come in tomorrow and spend a couple hours and just not necessarily even going to talk about law enforcement. We're just going to – he's just going to sit in your chair and <laughs> – and, uh, let's see what happens it could get interesting
1: that'll be fine uh also you said there was an arraignment today was there an update on this
2: yes it's uh, alexander tyler the police officer who's accused of killing alonzo bagley he is scheduled to be arraigned today in caddo district court before judge hathaway um we will check on that and see you know how that goes i believe his lawyers do thompson so we'll check in with him on that that has been postponed a few times but now it is on the docket today. Um, according to the DA's office.
1: And you also spoke with, uh, Bozier PIO.
2: Yes. Something's going on over there at the apartment, Swan Lake Apartments. Um, and, and, uh, there were, there were a lot of reports that big things were going on. They're serving warrants. That's what's going on there in Bozier City. So if you're seeing all the cops, they've been serving warrants. No incidents. They've served their warrants. There have been no incidents, no, you know. Yeah, there have been posts right.
1: on Facebook talking about, flashbangs and things like that, that's not...
2: No, they've been serving their warrants with no incident, no um, problems, and they're moving through that list of warrants and getting them done today.
1: And that's that's directly from the Bozier PIO.
2: You bet. So, been busy morning.
1: So, yeah. Well, have fun tomorrow. You be careful on your of travels. Jealous.
2: Yeah. I'm kind of jealous. That's going to be fun. <laughs> it is going to be a good day.
1: Next time you're out, I'm caught call- Steve, if you're... L- I'm calling you, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> and you- I hope you come in. Michael yeah, McCarty. 101